Hello and welcome back to USBR Guest Cybersecurity Tips. I'm Theo, here to help you break down cybersecurity news and hacks and how they affect you. Today's episode covers the recent LastPass breach, or as they put it from their last blog, a security incident. I've added links to the show notes that include LastPass's blog on the incident, as well as other reports on the breach. This episode is organized as follows. I'll break down their blog post paragraph by paragraph, peppering in reports on the breach, and end with suggestions to better protect yourself. That being said, let's jump in. What happened? From LastPass's blog two weeks ago, we detected some unusual activity within portions of the LastPass development environment. After initiating an immediate investigation, we have seen no evidence that this incident involved any access to customer data or encrypted password vaults. Unusual activity like what? No details have been shared on exactly what unusual activity was detected. If LastPass has an intrusion detection system, it could have been high network activity while the bad guys made off with source code, as will be mentioned in the next section. What is a development environment? It's where new code and projects are created before being tested and released to the public and into their live product that you use if you're a LastPass user. Why is that worrisome? The bad guys can now duplicate LastPass's environment to practice their attacks on. They don't have to worry about being stealthy. They can make as much noise or generate as much traffic as they want on their own systems and practice being covert later. They can also duplicate LastPass's website for username slash password or credential stealing. The last line states, we have seen no evidence that this incident involved any access to customer data. It is now commonplace while disclosing breaches. They have not stated that they 100% know that the bad guys have not accessed customer data, but at the same time, they're not asking customers and users to reset passwords. A tangent here, LastPass uses something they call zero knowledge. This means that no one has access to your master password or the data stored in your vault except you, not even LastPass. The LastPass service also uses endpoint encryption and it happens exclusively at the device level before syncing to LastPass for safe storage so only users can decrypt their data. We have determined that the unauthorized party gain access to the portions of LastPass's development environment through a single compromised developer account and took portions of source code and some proprietary LastPass technical information. Our products and services are operating normally. How was it compromised? According to Bleeping Computer, LastPass's CEO, Kareem Truba states, the threat actor was able to impersonate the developer after he had successfully authenticated using multi-factor authentication. No other information has been given on just how they authenticated and with what factor. So what's a developer account? In comparison, a user account will provide access to LastPass service, where a developer account gives you access to the LastPass software that runs the service. Good news here. Bleeping Computer reports that only the build release team can push code from development into production, and even then, Truba states that the process involves code review, testing, and validation stages. Source code? is the code that runs LastPass service. In response to the incident, we've deployed containment and mitigation measures and engaged a leading cybersecurity and forensics firm. While our investigation is ongoing, we have achieved a state of containment 
implemented additional enhanced security measures and see no further evidence of unauthorized activity. Containment and mitigation. From Truba's blog post on LastPass, LastPass development environment is physically separated from and has no direct connectivity to LastPass's production environment. What cybersecurity and forensics firm? LastPass hired Mandiant to investigate the breach. Mandiant has been hired in the past by Sony after the 2014 breach and more recently by T-Mobile after their breach last year. Based on what we have learned and implemented, we are evaluating further mitigation techniques to strengthen our environment. We have included a brief FAQ below of what we anticipate will be the most pressing initial questions and concerns from you. We will continue to update you with the most transparency you deserve. In my opinion, aside from the initial two-week breach notification delay as reported on LastPass's blog, this has been a decently transparent disclosure of a breach. Maybe that's because LastPass's architecture is set up to better mitigate a breach, not to hope one doesn't occur. LastPass has notified customers when they detected unusual activity, were upfront about what the bad guys stole, and what you should do as a user. Suggestions. Go back and listen to episode four on password managers. If you use LastPass as a password manager, and although they haven't suggested it, I would consider changing your master password. YubiKeys. These little devices are the something you have part of multi-factor authentication and integrate with LastPass. That's all for today's episode. If you have a topic you'd like me to cover, drop me a line at anchor.fm slash usbog, email me at usbourguest at gmail.com, or visit me on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash b7h30. If I've helped you in any way, please consider telling your friends or family about the podcast, or rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you use to listen. Thank you for listening. Stop reusing passwords, and have a great day.